0: And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit.
1: Welcome to the Elevating IT Podcast. My name is Mike Brooks, and I'm joined today by Alex Stanners, my special guest from BVOIP. Alec, welcome. Thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate being here. Yeah, it's great to catch up with you. And, uh, we are going to talk today about growing an MSP in 2021. It's uh it's interesting times. We're in January as we're recording this live and, um, uh, it's, it's a strange, strange times.
0: Yeah. To say the least, I think that uh, captures it pretty well. It's, uh, it's a weird year. And I just feel like everything we've been taught and told and learned for years is sort of flip-flopped and, uh. I mean, it, it really forced people to be creative. I saw some pretty MacGyvered solutions for working from home and, and other things like that. But uh, 2021, I think, will be pretty interesting. Yes, it will.
1: But let me give you a little bit of an introduction so people know who you are. I think everybody knows who you are, but just in case. Um, Alec is the is the VP of Business Development at BVOIP. Um, he has a ton of experience in sales and marketing, not just sales professional, but a really good marketing mind. And I said that in in the promotion of this, you know, when I when I put this up, I, I made sure to let people know. Um, Alec knows how to market. Man. I don't know if you you even realize how well you're how good of a marketer you are. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Um, I know you did a short stint at a company called Tiger Paw and then you came back to be VoIP recently. And did experience worked, worked at Datto, Autotask. Um, you've been in the channel for over 10 years now, right? Yep.
0: Yeah, fill yeah. in the blanks. What did I miss? Uh, I mean, I just got all of it, uh, I left for a brief stint there way back. Uh, went to the enterprise space for enterprise document management, but that was as dry as it sounds. Um, <laughs> and and I, was, I missed and loved the channel too much. So came my way back and uh, haven't left since. That's awesome. And I mean, you've always been in sales,
1: right? Like I mean, you pretty much as soon as you your your first job i think was was in
0: sales. Am I wrong about that? no' that's a, that that's correct. I, I, uh, my first job was technically a little bit of everything. I was uh, employee number two at a bar, so we were selling a uh, automated alert software that went out to uh, emergency uh, first responders or schools or uh, hospitals and you know could be anything from a weather alert to like a dangerous situation so I started there um, real kind of grassroots uh, building that our database learned to kind of grill a market which was which was cool and definitely helped me throughout my career and then uh, right into the sales part of it I kind of fell into and, and just fit so did a lot of that moved into marketing my auto test days did a lot of marketing there and then uh, kept moving went back to sales and kind of always been on um, one side or the other, or busy dev where I am now, which is really that that bridge between the two. Gotcha.
1: And do you cons? I mean, do you consider yourself like a natural salesperson, or did you have to
0: learn it? Um, I think some things are definitely natural. Um, you know, I think people get this weird weird stigma about sales, and um, especially if you haven't been in the role before. Most of it's just confidence, right? Confidence and uh, and knowing your product. You know, if you know your product and you can talk to it. But, you know, the biggest thing I always, I, you know, every time I'm teaching my reps, the biggest thing I always talk to them about is having the confidence to say, that's a great question. I don't have the answer, but I'm going to get it for you. And then making sure you always follow up, right? I mean, that's that's the two part of it. And, uh, you know, I think as long as you're willing to do that and you can do it respectfully and, and confidently, it should not be every single question on, on, the, on the call. But, um, you know, it, it's okay to walk away with a couple of those. And, you know, I think that's one of the ones that people break down a lot with.
1: Now, when you say reps, uh, are you talking about your reps inside of your company? Or are you talking about your MSP clients?
0: Like Um, so, tra- so that I was talking about my, my specific reps um throughout my roles. Um gotcha. But definitely done plenty of training with uh different MSPs we've worked with. You know, VoIP is uh on the VoIP side specifically. b VoIP definitely pushed me into uh into that quite a bit. Just VoIP's an old service. It's been around forever, it's not not exactly fun <laughs> um, in a lot of the traditional senses. MSPs felt that like they were not making much money or it had technical issues. and it was not one of those things they loved selling. So teaching them how different it could be with Beat voice was one thing. And then the second thing was kind of getting over some of those stereotypes about uh, you know, the lack of, I mean, people are used to the old days, right? When Voice first came out, there was not a great infrastructure to support it. We didn't have the cloud we have today you were relying on old pot lines and old equipment in, inside schools and businesses. And it was, it was a mess, but going through some of that. And then not only that, but educating them on how to talk to the clients and how to resell it um, was definitely a, a cool experience for me and um, paid off.
1: Yeah. And you guys have done some, you guys have made a lot of enhancements recently, a lot of new, new stuff going on with B-Boy if you want to catch us up on.
0: Yeah. Uh, George is, uh, George never sleeps. We're pretty sure he's robotic. Um, <laughs> some, the 220-something different uh, feature enhancements in 2020, um, which is yeah, unbelievable. But wow. yeah, I mean, the cool thing there was really looking into the enterprise space and some of the cool features that have developed there. So the contact center features are, are a big one. Um, you look at like auto dialers and, um, you know, some of the direct um, routing and other things like that that have come out over time being able to take those features that are normally so expensive and such a premium, being able to bring them down to our space and all the MSPs use them. You know, we have mature MSPs who have a full fledged sales team and want to enhance their ability. And they're putting stuff like a power dialer in. But at the same point, they're also turning around to their clients who might be, you know, we have some bigger law offices out there that are in clients and they have huge sales teams. They are, they are some of the salesiest people you'll ever meet and putting a power dialer in their hands where they can just, dial away down a list. they get somebody, the dialer pauses, they go through their call, they hang up, they start dialing again, the best part is if they get to a, you know, number where no one answers, it's dropping a voicemail, automatically, yeah. and they're already dialing the next person. So it cuts your time down dramatically. So stuff like that has just been pretty major for us.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. And so before you said, um you 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 know I want to talk circle back to what we talked about with with you with marketing as a business development I mean you, you know that bridge that like you said that bridges the gap between sales and marketing. Yep. What um,
0: you, you said you had the MacGyver some stuff this year. I'm interested to hear what you what you've done. I honestly I, th- I think a lot of the MacGyvering I've seen has been some of the uh, the MSPs and the way that they're approaching their clients. Um, yeah. You know, for us for the year, marketing has been definitely a change. Um, we lost Alec.
1: <laughs> there he is. Hey, that was weird. I don't know if uh, that was the system. Like it seemed like the system kicked you off. It didn't seem like. Yeah,
0: yeah all, all of my other screens are up too. So That's I, weird. I still, have, still had internet. But, Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I think the year was, was definitely weird. We, um, we did a little bit of, of a weird shift in the beginning of the year because we've been such an in person marketing, right? For years, we've had. Such success with meeting with our partners in person, whether it's an event or visiting their offices, um, that for us all of a sudden having that cut off was bizarre. Um, you yeah. know, I, to, to give you an idea, I mean, in 20 in 2019, I flew 217,000 air miles. Um, in 2020, I had flown back to back weeks of Australia to England, and was you know sitting in the lounge watching the TV when they were talking about the virus hitting Italy, and you know next thing I know, it was just done flights were grounded. I wasn't going anywhere. And so for us, it was definitely a weird shift right in that beginning. And, you know, how do we still engage with them? You know, we didn't want to get caught in the, just the massive amount of data that was coming and the uh, virtual events for us didn't really seem to let us have that same level of connection. Um, so we did a lot more uh, from marketing standpoint. And I'd encourage MSPs to think about it the same way downstream, right? I mean, think about how you're connected with your clients. And if you were the guy that Won a lot of businesses by walking in with a box of Dunkin' Jones coffee or Starbucks coffee and and a smile and talking through your services. You have to figure this out, right? And whether it's get the CEO's you know address and you're sending Starbucks to his house or offering a Starbucks gift card for him to take a meeting with you. There's ways to adapt it. You know, we were lucky that pretty early on we have a lot of content creators internally. You know, George writes a lot of content. I write content. We have marketing team that's great with it. So we turned around and we just started using our MSP initiative. And we rolled that out as really an education front where hopefully we can put some some good out into the into the market and help help everybody learn and grow. And, uh, you know, so if people hear the B-Web story and want to join us in the meantime, that's great. But it uh, hit a great success. We actually broke it off into its own separate company as of Jan 1.
1: And what's how do people get involved or how, how can people make sure they're seeing the
0: MSP initiative if they don't know about it? So uh, easiest way is to head over to mspinitiative.com, so that's going to allow you to go right in there. You can uh, go ahead and register for the upcoming sessions, you'll get reminders, we will send you uh, all the different layouts. And we did a little bit of a rework in the schedule. Um, we took some formats we got some really good feedback from, thanks, and um, took some other ones that maybe we you know have gotten a lot of requests for and we started putting them into a nice uh, rolling schedule so you'll see a lot more of those coming out but the sessions are every Tuesday and Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern time
1: that's cool and I know I know you guys are hitting the road I talked to George recently uh, he he was uh, on a webinar or, or live I can't remember what he did but he came on and did some stuff and um, uh, he, you guys are you guys are back on the road again soon right
0: we are March will be the first one so we are um, you know last last, uh, last quarter we really sat there and we just we're Feeling frustrated, we, we you know the MSPs are begging us to get out. Um, people are hungry; just to understand. You know, I think there was a little bit of that cabin fever. We just wanted to, you know, get out to spread our wings. But at the same point, people were just curious. You know, how are other MSPs tackling this? How are they working in this environment? I mean, if you're in a state like New York, you've been mostly shut down, your businesses, you support, are probably been mostly shut down, working from home right. since the beginning. Um, you know, and I think, we, you know, we heard the cries and and uh, different community calls and and different sessions kind of like this that, that kind of led us to all right how do we get on the road and how do we connect these people um connect their stories so we we just did it we, we got an rv and it went city to city and it went really well um you know we ended up filming people's stories and and, and asking the hard questions and it took that city to city and and brought the lessons with us and the response was terrific so we're doing it four times this year first one's in march uh second one will be in may but um, they're rolling throughout the year. All the info is right on the website uh, under Channel Strong.
1: Cool. Uh, t- talk to me about a little bit about what you're hearing or what you what you heard on the road. You know, what did you guys hear? What are the concerns? Because as we go into 2021, we want to kind of learn
0: from what's happened and, and talk about what we're going to do in the future. Yeah, concerns were all over the board. Um, PPP, <laughs> it's a, unfortunately, a big one we heard quite a bit. Um, that was so different depending where you were you know, geographically, how long you've been with your bank, uh, the amount of money you got with your bank. I mean, um, some people just got pure luck. Um, so it was really hard to hear and, and just some really rough stories out there that you know, my heart goes out to those MSPs and you know, I hope they're doing, you're okay. But at the same point, um, some MSPs acted early on and people were saying, hey, nobody's in the office the first time during the week. I'm getting in there and I'm going to swap out servers, <laughs> or I'm going to get in there and I'm going to redo the phone lines. Uh, something needs to be done for a long time, and they've just been putting off such a major project or such a pain to get around people's workspaces. Um, that helped out a lot. I think the concerns that are coming up are um, the long term, right? I mean, we have a lot of businesses, even large scale big tech, that's saying we're never going back to their own office or we're permanently leaving the remote option on the table. Um, I think those scenarios. It's how do I support that? Like as an MSP, am I responsible now for your home laptop? Did your kids use that too? You know, is that also a Netflix device? I mean, <laughs> what exactly am I now supporting, and who else am I letting in this network? I think that's kind of where the uneasiness lies.
1: And what do you? What is your opinion on that? Do you think that is going to make things harder? more difficult or do you think it's going to make more opportunity or do you think it'll just be, you know, it's going to be the same kind of service and same kind of support that we've been doing, but maybe just a little expansion into, into you know, (laughs) Netflix is working right.
0: So I, I, I think it's been a little bit of both. I think, um, you have to set expectations up front, right. In in terms of like very, very clearly outlined, not only in your, in your meetings with them, but in your MSA. Um, you know, make sure that you're really written out on what's in your services agreement in terms of what you're you're covering. Um, don't cover their laptop that's also gonna be used by their kids who who are are drinking soda over it during the day while they're while they're doing homeschooling. Um, it's gonna lead down that, that a really headache uh, filled road for you. But you know, I think I think if clear lines are defined, they understand it, they agree to it, you agree to it, it's a countersigned agreement, then at least you've laid it all out. Um, I think the other thing is there's MSPs who've done very well off this model. It's been very shy to play, and it's always been a little bit of a taboo in the market. Um, but some MSPs have, have tiptoed into it for a long time, whether it's the CEO of one of their large clients. Um, and They've taken care of their home network. I've heard MSPs who started that way, and now are doing full-blown you know, home automation systems. And right. I, think vast, I think there's definitely an opportunity realm for it, but um, I think it's a totally different animal. And I think you got to think ahead and you have to understand that market. And now you have two markets to keep keeping up with because you have really. If you're there, they're going to start to ask you for more and more and more. Like I said, home automation or printers at home or Wi-Fi setups at home. Wi-Fi in most homes is awful, um, whether it's the ISP or the equipment or the old wiring. You know, there's a lot that you run into. So I think be ready, um, inform yourself, understand that market. Um, you know, because it's it's a whole other can of worms you could open.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, we're we're and you, I'm sure you must see this reflect in what your community, what your users, uh, uh, what your partners are are purchasing, right? You can yeah. see the you can see what's happening, what's flowing through your business to their businesses. I can see it from the front end as well. With, with surprisingly, you know, I was talking to. Um, Eric Torres from Datto this morning about mm-hmm. this is that being in audit, we, we generate sales presentations you know, they, they use us for sales presentations, for prospecting presentations and business review presentations. And I can tell you, I see people, u- usage is, is up. People are using the system. They're, they're mm-hmm. active. They're, they're, you know, we, we grew dramatically last year. So we're not seeing, you know, if I had to put my finger on the pulse of the, and and make an estimation on what's happening based on what's happening in our company, what I'm Mm -hmm. seeing in usage, I would say things are going great for everybody. You know, like, it's very strange to say that. And I know that, I I mean, I have talked to MSPs who've shut their business down, but uh, uh, with the wider, through the wider um, user base, growth has been you know, it's, it's just, I haven't seen a slowdown.
0: We, we've we definitely seen some changes in, in what we've done, we, we saw a slowdown at the beginning, I yeah. think, because you had everyone, um, you had, you know, downstream customers who had said, we need all new phones. And then said, I don't even think we're going to go back to our office. Or who knows sure. when we're to our office. And so a lot of stuff pushed back. Um, then we saw things starting to hit again, but then we saw kind of a shift of um, probably about the last, Three years, and we we check the stat about once a year or so. Um, we've seen an increase in soft phones versus uh, hard phones, and that is just going way up this year. Um, right. So I haven't pulled the full stats on it yet, but I mean, I'm hearing it more and more on and so many deals coming through. I mean, we, we don't sell hardware, so you know, luckily that has not affected our business. But we do partner with some great hardware companies out there, and. Um, you know, I think there's a time and a place for all of it. And some people always want a desk phone. Some people, especially lawyers, I find, <laughs> always want that phone on the on the off, on the uh, on the desk. And um, you know, I think we'll still see them, um, but I think that'll probably change that market pretty heavily. It Would not surprise me at all interesting
1: yeah and i i I guess going back to march you know we did see a little bit of a dip right like but then it just skyrocketed it went crazy like after april it it went yeah in april everything went nuts and and i i'm not saying that i don't want to say that celebrate at all like i'm not i know there's somebody maybe listening going you know things are going bad for us i just i look at it as like there's a lot of promise that's what i feel is Mm -hmm. i feel like you know, we've, we've been through a hell of a year and we're, it's not over yet, but I feel like we're at the end and I feel like, man, right, you know, things go, things, things have been going down for a lot of folks out there, but now it's going to, I think it's going to go up, you know, I think second, maybe third quarter. I think you're right.
0: No, I, I think you're definitely right. I, I think there there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel and, and, you know, we look at it, it's uh yeah, it would definitely push back. It was definitely a weird year it was definitely a weird time and and now we're looking at um, you know what's coming next. I, th- I think probably one of the weirdest things I watched happen with in our industry it's you know sometimes had an auto task. I mean you were one the clock quite a few years and um, we always talked about be that be that specialty provider, right be the MSP that only takes care of mining or construction or you know, lawyers. and that's always such a great model. And people who do that have done so successfully well over the years. And I think that's the one that my heart was out to because they, they listened and they followed and they did so well. But if you were an MSP providing to dentists in New York, you had a really rough summer, yeah. really rough summer. So, yeah. you know, that, that to me is, is really where I saw some of the shake up. you know, I think, um, the people were just kind of, hey, we take business and, you know, whatever comes in, comes in and we're going to work with them if they're the right attitude and model for us. Um, I think they did really well. And, and, you know, the biggest thing I'd say is just don't ever be so stuck in your ways. You don't, that, you know, that you refuse to evolve. You know, if, if you start to see the market really going that way, it's okay to break your model a little bit. Right. You know what like said in Moneyball, adapt or die. Unfortunately the truth. Yeah. I mean, especially in technology, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we are we are in the tech field and, and MSPs need to, you know, MSPs above all else, I would think, would be
0: uh,
1: in in tune with that, you know. I mm-hmm. mean they've been they, they've all been dealing with that for, for their whole career. <laughs> How things have changed yeah. in just a year, let alone 10 years, 20 years.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, IoT's been the top of our industry for a long time, right? And we, we saw it coming and you know, I did the whole smart home up when I got to, uh, you know, to my new home and have a smart fridge and all sorts of smart devices. And, um, you know, it's that that kind of stuff is coming. And we know what it was in the office, right, as soon as things started to get a little more smart, or there's more things with electricity going through them, the MSPs were responsible for it. And you know, there's nothing but opportunity out there. But I think you have to be ready to, to get to it. And I think you have to think ahead and, and, and check off all the boxes on the back end. You know, are you educated on the topics? Can you, do you know how to support them? Do you know good areas to get advice on them? If, if you need secondary advice or, or uh, help. And then, um, you know, the last piece is your MSA, right? I mean, that to me is the golden ticket moving forward. You got to make sure that, that covers exactly what you're going to do and protects you at the same point.
1: Cool. So from a marketing perspective, let's talk a little marketing and sales business yeah. development. What, um, what, should, what should MSPs be doing now to kind of cap, Capture what's going to come, and 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 maybe adapt in their marketing and sales strategies. And what what what's some ideas? Let's let's bounce some ideas back and forth. I, I mean, the first the, yeah. b- the best way to kind of start it is is talking about. I, I the lead in was adapt. Right, we have yeah. to adapt. We have to. We did that. You did that. Uh, we all in this in the industry adapted to the situation, and I think we got to continue to adapt. So let's talk uh, some boots on the ground
0: ideas. Yeah. So I think, you know, let's assume that uh, they've done that. The MSA is ready. They're ready to hit the ground. Um, I think now is your time to go out and start planning, right? So the first one's going to be my markets, right? Is it it my usual clients? Are they all maintained? Um, Is there an additional opportunity there? You know, that's probably the first question to ask yourself on that. Um, If there is an additional opportunity and you're offering some at-home bundle or some additional opportunity to to protect their home devices you need to get that that message into their hands immediately i think on the new client side um be educational right teach them the way to protect themselves working from home hey you found yourself working at home this year have you checked off these things for security purposes um you know you're handling probably pretty sensitive data and it's one thing to go through a firewall and everything else we're used to at work but your, you know, router from Charter does not have does not have the same level of protection as your office did. Um, you know, nor do we expect them to have that. But I think there has to be, you know, some real consideration. If you have a CEO and you're he's the CEO of a bank and he's working from home, probably should consider putting a firewall in there. Um, you know, I think there's definitely some some steps to take. Um, but I think you have to put yourself out there as, you know, position yourself as the one being able to offer those services and ready to offer them today.
1: All right. And I'll tell everybody, you know, my piece of advice is going to be copy what you guys are doing with MSP initiative. I think you guys have done something really cool there. Um, I'm mm-hmm. totally jealous. I wish I thought, you know, I, I did think of it. I just didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's there's only so much you can do. Right. Like you guys, you guys are real action takers. And I think I agree with you that George is a robot and doesn't sleep because uh, he accomplishes <laughs> a lot, you know, and you yeah. I want to examine what you guys did because this is like brand building 101 a little bit. You know, get out there and create content and it doesn't need to be something. Well, let me back up. You guys turned this into something other than your business. It wasn't about, Mm -hmm. and that's a key takeaway with, with really branding yourself. And you said it, educating, education, teaching people, not selling people. So talk a little bit, share a little bit about how you developed this and how you rolled it out. And, and it's transformed this year. This is your second year and it's turned into its own thing. But it always felt mm-hmm. like you were doing that outside of Bvoip,
0: right? Like you weren't. Yeah, for so sure. Share the, share, share the secret sauce. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, I do want to touch on one thing that you hit there. Um, you know, so you talked about educating and, 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 and putting that first. Uh, there's a huge difference between if I called you right now and I said, Hey, Mike, I want to talk to you about my phone service. I'd like to try and you know, get you on it. You're going to go, Oh God, another sales call. You know, but as an MSP, if I called you, I said, Hey, Mike, I just wanted to, uh, I, was, I was wondering if you'd like the uh, checklist I have to make sure you're working securely from home. You know, I've been offering it to business owners in the area. That's a hugely different conversation or, Hey, Mike, I just want to send over. We developed a checklist and passed it to local business leaders. And uh, I just want to make sure you had it. It just shows you how to, how to secure your phone when you're working from home. Some of your business lines are compromised. Yeah, send that over, please. You know, I mean, it, it's such a different conversation, you know, and, and that's the thing I'd encourage. These MSPs have that knowledge. They know this data. Put it into a checklist. There's plenty of people out there you can contact to make it look pretty. You can jump on the internet find a uh, consultant to do it and get it out there. Get it in their hand. You know, put yourself out there because now, no matter what happens even if they say i don't i'm not interested in your services three months down the line if their msp messes up or they have an outage and they didn't have an msp they're calling you so just something to think about and i will say that if you put together a checklist and you need to pretty it up
1: contact me i will put you in touch with the folks in our company and audit because if you if you're familiar with audit and you've seen our, our infographics we have a very big investment in the in the graphical element because of what we do so i've got the best graphics guys in the world for you so if you need somebody anybody wants a checklist made an infographic i think that's a great idea is such a soft way to call somebody up and and
0: just offer them some value without any strings attached really and that's the thing like leave a call and hey uh, if you ever look for other content shoot me a message i'd be happy to help out I mean, such a soft touch, but you—you you, you took the first step in building a relationship, and and you know, I'll second that and say your stuff looks terrific. I mean, you want me to talk about brand building, and you know, audit is is uh, you know relatively uh, newer to the being everywhere. I mean, you know, last few years where really you guys have started to sneak up and be at all the different shows, and um, love the branding, love what you guys do, and you know, it's cool to see that, and a great offer to uh, to work with these MSPs out here, so yeah and i can't take credit
1: for it i can i can tell you uh the the brains you know frank was the brains behind it but our our graphics per, our, per, our our artistic director is michael campesano and okay. he is amazing so i'm more than happy to put you in touch with him he has his own agency i just hand stuff off to him he he's a partner in audit and um he is he does all that stuff anytime you see a graphic like if you look carefully, you can see the stuff that I do myself, compared <laughs> to the stuff he does. So whenever you're looking at something, you go, "Man, that doesn't look professional." It's probably because I did it. Uh, his stuff is lights out. He works with a lot of the vendors. I know he's worked with you, worked working with or worked with George to create an infographic for VoIP. So yeah. George provided the um, the information behind it, and, and Michael puts it together in an infographic, and it's just. Man, this stuff he creates is is just amazing. It's very sharp.
0: I um, I am with you. I'm a also a marketer, but if uh, if I designed <laughs> graphics feedboy, we would not be getting as, as far as we are. So it's you know, the
1: problem is is that it's become easy to do it these days. Like I know I know how to use Photoshop, but mm-hmm. I don't even use it anymore. I don't have it because you don't need to. You've got Canva dot mm-hmm. com and and you know there's plenty of graphics tools you can take pictures on your phone and turn them into things so i tend to do that and you know michael will look at it and he'll go huh, what were you thinking when you uh tell me about what you were doing there you know because it's not <laughs> not quite right like the you know the background for this channel is is um is me. I just did it. I mean, it's real simple, but I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I try and follow the paradigm, but sometimes when you're marketing and, and I'm, I'm a big advocate for running fast, get things out there, especially on social media, post things, they disappear so fast. Oh, um, yeah. You know, you can't, you can't, you'd have to hire a team of graphic people to, to keep up with the amount of stuff you can put out. If you think of something, just,
0: you know, publish it out there. But, uh, absolutely. But, but um, uh, yeah, go ahead. I didn't, I don't want to step on the other. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, to, to what you're asking about the brand building, you know, I think it's consistency. Um, you know, when, when you build a brand, you know, there's some great example of there. their did a really good job with it. They lived that brand. Um, you saw it everywhere. The employees wore it on, on, on their, you know, their clothes and, and they just did such a good job of making sure it was everywhere. Um, you know, b very much follows a similar pattern. People have had an old logo that I don't know if anybody remembers. It's awful. Please don't go look it up. Um, But it's out there. And, um, you know, we we wanted to represent ourselves more as what we were, right? It was very much technology-driven. It felt more of a hardware company than what we are, which is a software company. And we wanted to represent that. And uh, we did a pretty major shift with that from a website down to a logo. And uh, then, like I said, we lived it, right? It was on our shirts. It was, I have a jacket with it um all of our swag had it and you know the more that you put it in front of people whether it's on your website uh there's little things there's free things that people don't take advantage of like how many employees do you have right now and how many employees have a linkedin how many of you have thought about handing out a background image for that linkedin you know that has your logo in it cleanly and represents maybe a little bit about what you do um that's something that every person in your company should have you know if you're not doing it today that's free you know maybe graphics if you don't have anybody to do graphics but it still will not cost you much i promise and put it out there
1: what about creating content like you said you you do content george
0: mm-hmm. does content do you have you have people at your company it seems like everybody's doing it yeah uh you know i think that's one thing that we tapped into um you have people in your company they're doing different areas marketing sales finance hr they're all experts in their own way they're all learning things and understanding things. I mean, we had George sit down with, um, you know, all of our accounts and say, "All right, let's understand this PPP piece and let's write a piece about it." Um, you know, I think stuff like that's really important. And um, you know, you have those people internally at your at your company, whether it's your technology person or your cybersecurity expert or your sales, help them teach your customers. It's not hard to take what people are doing in their day to day and understand. You know, ask your clients. hard to ask that question either hey what are some things you wish you knew more about you know what area of your business are you struggling in if you hear a trend hr oh everyone no one knows how to recruit now because it's all remote okay maybe i'm going to write a piece about it start with my hr person or i don't have an hr person so i'm going to reach out to a recruiter locally and ask if they want to get on a uh, webinar with me well now they get a little bit of marketing to these customers and they understand their service is getting out there, which is great for them. And, and they can teach these people how to how to recruit, how to ask questions over a computer screen. It's, it's, it's awkward. We get it. <laughs> no one's enjoying that piece. But, you know, I think identifying those um, and take them head on is a great way to approach content. Love
1: it. Perfect. That's a great place to leave it. This was great. Alec, I always love talking to you and I'm going to have you back again for sure. Um, yeah. The website is Yep. Other than that, how do folks uh,
0: learn more about you, get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So bweb.com is definitely uh easy way to jump in. Uh, you can request a demo. We can show you some of the stuff we're doing, like that power dialer I mentioned earlier. Um, we have our baseline phone system, quite a few other options that we can offer you. Uh, you can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. Always uh, happy to connect, take some time and chat. But uh, either way, I just appreciate being here, Mike, and uh, look forward to the next one.
1: Awesome. And if you folks uh would like to learn more about the elevating IT podcast, find old episodes, watch the old videos, um, or even be a guest on the podcast, head over to auditforit.com slash podcast. And we will love to hear love to hear your feedback, love to have guests on, and have a phenomenal
0: rest of your day.